Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 0.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. Welcome to The Masoki Method with work happiness expert Jody B. Miller. Each week, Jody introduces you to amazing people who have broken through huge barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness in their lives. For every one of us, the path to lasting joy has always been there, but it may take a Masogi to get you on it. Jody did it, her guest did it, and now you can too. Here's your host, Jody B. Miller. Welcome to the Masogi Method, breaking through barriers to achieve true meaning, passion, and happiness in your work and life. I'm your host, Jody B. Miller. You know, I have to tell you that every guest on the Masogi Method is amazing, but today's guest leads the way, in my opinion, when it comes to millennials making a difference in the world. Bola Ibidapo is a youth leadership enthusiast. What do I mean by that? Well, at a very young age, he's already the founder of two amazing nonprofits, the Two Fly Foundation, which provides travel grants and passports to students studying or volunteering abroad, and the Queen Talk, love that name, which instills leadership and entrepreneurial development in young girls. So welcome to the show, Bola. Hi, thank you so much, Jody, for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I have a special place in my heart for Bola because she and I both did a TEDx talk in Dallas at the same event uh, about four weeks ago. Yeah. It was really fun, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was a great experience. My nerves were going, but it was such an honor to share our ideas and thoughts and then obviously meet one another and other great individuals. Yeah, it's, it really feels like you're, you're part of this special... I don't want to say club, but special community of people who really want to affect change around the world and have such passion for their ideas. And you just impressed me so much during the event. I thought I'm going to ask Bola if she would like to be on the Masogi method, because as you know, that's what I really talked about in terms of getting outside the outer limits of your comfort zone and all sorts of people that have made that have done that in their lives through history and and now and how people can do it for themselves and and as I listened to you I thought oh, Bola's right there she's right in there with making change and affecting positive results for people everywhere well I appreciate that I will definitely say listening to your talk I I was just sitting there like wow <laughs> you're so sweet what is my masogi? you know the whole analogy <laughs> about dipping in the ice water I was like Gosh, what is that for me? So you definitely challenged me. That's something I still have been chewing on since we did our talk last month. Yeah. Well, it takes a while to really listen to yourself, to unplug and really hear what that is for you. And you'll know it. You'll know it without a doubt. But you've already done so much. So tell me about... We, we can jump right into the nonprofits you're doing, which I sure. love, but um, tell me a little bit about you as a child and sort of how your personal leadership developed within you. Absolutely. Um, so two of my greatest passions are young people and leadership. And maybe that's because 
that's a huge part of my story that even though I'm currently 24 going on 25, when I was in from grade school to middle school to high school, there was always someone there that told me that I could, I should, and I can. And really just giving me the space to go crazy and wild and try every club activity possible and lead. You know, one thing I shared in my TED Talk was my first public speaking opportunity was in fifth grade. And, you know, I wouldn't have called it a public speaking opportunity when I was 10 years old. But my counselor, she was following me in my development of writing. And she she said, you know what, Bola, why don't you do a talk at our next pep rally about perseverance? And I'm like, how do you even spell perseverance? even mean. I'm 10 years old, but I'm like, okay, great. Sure. Let's do it. And I'm just being able to be in front of my grade school classmates in our auditorium and, and be able to share my thoughts and ideas as we had the opportunity to, and going into eighth grade. And I was such a busybody and my parents, they tried to slow me down. They tried to tell me I couldn't do everything, but I did anyway, you know, from, basketball to cheerleading I don't know who let me do cheerleading to I was a cheerleader too oh yeah I wasn't I just tried it because I wanted to so (laughs) that was the only year I ever did it and from you know choir to sports to everything and you know by time I was about to graduate to go to college I realized that the reason why I loved doing all these things was because I was involved with people and I had the opportunity to lead. Um, my youth pastor is a huge influence in my leadership development because he just created a space within our youth group for us to create. So whether it was the praise and worship team or the drama team or uh, tech, it was all ran by students and I had the opportunity to create outreaches and, um, from choir directors who taught me professionalism within my school and you know and so for me leadership was something that I felt as though I was continuing to develop growing growing up and and by and not even just leading others but creating and having a space and I couldn't do that without first having adults in multiple areas of my life giving me that opportunity to grow. Yes, because so often, if you don't have some sort of a mentor or someone that's really a champion for you, it's very easy to get derailed and not go along that path of what your passion is or what's in your heart. Because someone says, and especially when you're young, oh, you can't do it, or you're a B minus student, or, you know, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But I think it's so fortunate that you were surrounded by such love and support at such a young age. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad that you even said that, you know, uh, young people you have a stigma on them, right? You're, you're, too, you're not mature enough. You're not experienced enough. You're not um, maybe talented yet enough to do things. And, and I do believe that with age comes wisdom and comes talent. But for us to expect for these young people to go into adults and them being leaders and not giving them the opportunity to just grow and lead. I wasn't necessarily the best person in school, but I had a really great work ethic. I have two brilliant older siblings and school just came naturally to them. I had a literacy teacher when I was young and she pushed me in while reading and writing when I was young was my 
um, hardest obstacles. I grew up and I graduated in college and with honors and distinctions in writing and speaking or I feel as though some of my strongest suits, you know, and, um, you know, there's going to be so many students, regardless if they're young, but even different backgrounds, whether it's their gender. And I, and I focus that a lot with my queen talk, young girls are fighting the stigma of being young and also female to maybe their racial background. And we see discrepancies of students of color that might have opportunities that their other counterparts might not be. So these young people, they get it, but we just have to make space for them to lead and to grow. Right. So I I remember you said something to me before when we were chatting about being crowned the first woman of color homecoming queen at your high school. Yes. So how did that feel? Was that just a, a shock to you or was that just like validation for all the good you were doing? Like, how did that feel? You know, I think I can better explain it now than back then. I just naturally love people, right? But my graduation class was over 1,200. It's a fairly big school. Um, so that's one thing. And, and on top of that, our school has been around for since the 1950s. So for it to be such a large school, and to have been around for so long for me to be the first um, African-American homecoming queen, it, it meant a big deal to me because I, I didn't look a lot like my peers growing up. Whether I was in class or whether just walking around my hallways, I, 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 I didn't look like my peers. I didn't necessarily have the same experience as my peers. Not only am I a woman of color, but I have two Nigerian parents who are amazing, but that was even a culture shock sometimes walking out of my door. And for me, I I just felt as though it was an emphasis of that, Bola, you can lead and multiple people can look up to you. And I think that's why I'm so even passionate about my queen talk because I have the opportunity to just pour into young girls of all backgrounds and all uh, um, different age groups from middle school to high school to to different races and ethnicities. And I think it's powerful when women that don't necessarily look like each other can say, I can look up to you or I can mentor you, even though we may not look the same, but, you know, a young um, Caucasian girl can look up to me and say, Bola is um, a mentor of mine. Or I can look at her and say, this is a young queen that I love mentoring. And it, it was empowering during that time. And I just want to take those values and pour into young girls today as well, as well as um, young men as well, when we're talking about leadership traits. So what would so if it's a queen talk for girl, would it be a king talk for the guys? <laughs> I haven't developed that yet. I've gotten I, people are pushing for that, and I love them. But it's so exciting just to see, um, you know, young girls that you see this hunger in them, and 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 maybe there aren't as many opportunities for them, and we get to talk about that head on, and it's just so empowering to see the girl that might just stay quiet and seeing how she's grown um, as I continue to mentor her through this program. It's been really fun. So how does the Queen Talk program work? Do you go to schools? Is it an after-school program that people go to? Or do you put on seminars? How how does it unfold for you? 
I've had the opportunity with the Queen Talk to um, visit multiple campuses and schools within Texas and Oklahoma. Over the past year, I've had the opportunity um, uh, to touch over 800 girls, and usually that's through setting up really fun, interactive workshops. So I've, I have had teachers invite me to come, and we what we do is, and I should probably explain a little bit what the Queen Talk means. Yes. So when I, I, I ask young girls, you know, what do you think of when you think of the word queen? And they'll say words like bold and independent and creative. Some say Beyonce, and I don't blame them because I personally love Beyonce. Me too. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So all these words that they're describing, I tell them, you know you're describing the traits of a leader. So when I want young girls to call themselves queens, and I think there's great initiatives out there that emphasize self-esteem and acceptance of your own beauty. But when I talk about the word queen, I want it to be a word of empowerment. They understand that when they affirm themselves as queens, they're calling themselves leaders. And so that's the whole purpose of the queen talk. What if we have this talk with young girls that they're great leaders, that they're queens, and emphasize on them building their own empire? So that kind of touches on the entrepreneurial side. What does your empire look like? That's when you start to put in action your passions. Um, you know, so there's that young girl that loves baking cookies and she wants to open up her, her own um, bakery. You know, why not her have the opportunity now to start that even on a small scale or a young girl that's passionate about animal um, protection rights and she wants to open up an animal shelter. Like what, what can we do to equip her and give her the resources to start beginning that dream now? And so with the queen talk, I've had the opportunities to go to different schools, middle schools, high schools, a few colleges between Texas and Oklahoma. And we have workshops that surround the characteristics of a queen and we leave empowered. We take, the pledge, the Queen Talk pledge that we plan to grow in our leadership and start building our empire today. Not when we get older, not when we get married, not when we have X amount of dollars, but young girls can start making an impact today. Yeah, it reminds me so much. My, I feel like a queen in many ways because I always had my dad, for example, I always had a lot of love and support around, around me as well. But my dad always said, you know, Jody. I've always said about you, anything you try, you say, why not me? And that's kind of what you're saying there is that why not them? Why not start that vision and that, that dream early? Why not go for it? Why not step outside your comfort zone? And why not be a queen and, and lead? And who cares how old you are? Get started now and believe yeah. in you. Exactly. I, I think that's just amazing. It sort of dovetails with another nonprofit that I'm talking to. I'm going to have one of the founders on that gets into more of the entrepreneurial aspect of young people as well. Um, almost as an extension of you, you sort of set the stage for, yes, I can, and why not me, and I am a queen. And then this other group kind of takes them and actually teaches them how to create that dream, that bakery, that, that um, animal shelter. 
you know, that sort of thing. And they're just growing. So I'm going to connect the two of you because oh, there could be that. some synergies there in Silicon Valley and you're in Texas and, you know, California and Texas are both huge states and big influencers in the world in terms of business and leadership and pretty much every industry. Awesome. And so I'm going to do that. Um, so that's exciting. I love that. So, and then you found this other nonprofit, the Two Fly. So what, what is behind that? Oh, um, Two Fly also has a dear spot in my heart. The Two Fly Foundation, we provide travel grants and passports to youth who wish to study abroad or volunteer abroad, but may not have the financial resources to do so. So we operate like as if we're giving scholarships or we give out scholarships. So over the past year, we've been able to fund over 80 passports for youth. And these young people are usually ranging between middle school, high school, and college. And they already have plans uh, with a educational group to study abroad, but maybe there's just that one financial hindrance that's keeping it from them. And the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because along with the experiences I shared with you growing up, I also had the opportunities to travel, uh, whether it was through mission trips or study abroad when I was in college. And those moments were so impactful for me. And my co-founder, um, his name is Brandon Miller, he'll tell you the same thing, that the travel experiences that we had have been so impactful for us as young people to travel to a world different than us, than ours, um, experience a life of different people, different foods, different tastes, different politics, different values. And we just feel as though if we can give that opportunity to young people, it will be a catalyst in their leadership. Mm -hmm. We really believe that there are a lot of people in our world, unfortunately, that are walking around with a perspective of only their own. And how can you really lead effectively if you don't know a world bigger than yourself? So, Well, we've become one world, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. and so for them to get out early and really see the perspective of other people and go beyond themselves, that will probably help them to think bigger and, yes. and be more open to ideas and, and input from all different ways and places. Exactly. And that is how we become more creative. And that's how we become more empathetic and compassionate. You know, it's, it's impossible. I, I, it doesn't matter what race or what country you're from or what age, if you only know what you know, that's so limiting to, limiting to yourself as a person. Right. So we will open that door to young people um, and give that you know, our world, we like to say our mission is a world where every young person sees a world bigger than themselves. So that's our mission with the 2-5 Foundation. Mm -hmm. So you get them the passport and you probably walk them through the process and those special photographs you have to have that right. otherwise, I've, I remember one time I got photos and they said, no, you, these aren't right. You have right. to get a different kinds. So you probably walk them through that whole process. And then what happens? Let's say, so they get the passport, which is very empowering getting a passport, yeah. I think. And looking at all the stamps on it, like I look at mine now and I'm like, wow, I've been there and there and there and mm -hmm. there. It, it makes you just feel really good. So that's exciting. I, I can, I can sense a feeling of they stand up straighter and they're like, this is my passport. I belong here. Exactly. And you hit it right on the head. It's, you know, a lot of people at first are like passports, like why passports, you know, for us, right. Especially us growing as a nonprofit, we were like, 
how can we push this initiative for, for a magnitude of students, but even on a smaller scale? And this is our philosophy with the passport. I feel as though a passport is almost a rite of passage as a citizen in this country, right? It's kind of almost, as you said, that this is mine. And that means I also have a place here. But it, it's not my only place. I can, I can expand my world. Yes. And I can't tell you how many stories we've heard from people that have donated that said, you know what? I can remember a time when I was in college and I had an opportunity to travel or I had an opportunity for an internship and all I needed was my passport and I didn't have it. Right. And, and, you know, you can travel the world, but you can't get anywhere without a passport. So we just think, you know, some students, they want to travel the world, but they don't even have their passport. But at least now we can say, listen, now this is in your hands and any opportunity that comes your way, there's no hindrance. Right. And it sounds like you're, you're, um, your uh, motivation is great because they have to be studying and learning or volunteering or doing something good in the world to move it forward versus just saying, Hey, I want to go hang out on the beach in, uh, right. You know, Even though that's great. I would love to as well, but no, <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> you can't just go to Hawaii with mom and dad or the carnival cruise. No, um, all the students I receive a passport have already an intent plan on volunteering or studying abroad. We've, helped a group of students that were in middle school um, go on an educational trip to Costa Rica. Right now on the horizon, there's a group of students in um, Harlem that they're taking a group of students to Senegal. And, you know, these are the types of organizations that or people that we want to help. You know, there are plenty of programs, study abroad programs out there and schools that are playing these trips. We just want to provide the aid so that there's no hindrance for a student to not go and join that trip with their with their peers or with their group. Right. I love that. Um, so let's say they get the passport. Are you moving anywhere toward helping provide funding for the actual trip or the actual um, studying abroad? Yes, that is definitely our goal. We are growing and our mission's growing and our support is growing. And, um, you know, we're, we're growing from just from Passport scholarships, our goal this year in 2018 is to fund over 100. Last year, we funded over 80. Nice. Um, and, that, and along with those 100 passports, we like to also give at least seven larger grants. And, and I remember when I was studying abroad, I got a scholarship that paid for my flight to Argentina that I lived and I lived there for four months. You know, so those are the types of scholarships. And we're hoping in the future as well that to fly will host a educational program as well, fully funded for young people. So that's our end in, end in mind or one of the, that's your big Masogi. Yeah, that's our big <laughs> Masogi. You know, when you're talking about what would be that transformational renewing of yourself, you know, with to fly, I would just have this vision of this young person that got a passport scholarship and had the opportunity, let's just say he went to Australia and he saw some infrastructure and it set his soul on fire. And then he decided to go and be an architect. And now he's building some of the greatest, you know, infrastructures in our world, you know, and mm -hmm. just that image that 
we probably had a part to play in that, that small role. And that small door could open up to big possibilities. I love it. I love it. How can people get more involved with either organization? Yes, absolutely. For the Queen Talk, you can visit thequeentalk.com. Um, there's multiple ways. If if you're a teacher, educator out there, or you're connected to an organization of girls, and you're just looking for a space to create a space for them to grow in their leaderships, I love setting up workshops. I love coming to their spaces. Um, I, as well as I have a, if you're in the Plano, Texas area, I do a monthly breakfast club. And young girls come together and we have a great breakfast and we talk about leadership. And I have a older queen from different industries, whether it's culinary or education or uh, publishing, come and speak important to the girls. So that's thequeentalk.com or same thing on Facebook, Instagram, The Queen Talk. I love that. So the, so the, the elder queen comes in and she says, yeah. look, look what I've done. Look what yes. you can do. And gives, it's just such a supportive environment. And I bet that's just so much fun. It's great. And it's so much fun because, you know, I, I, and I'm sure you, uh, every, every person can relate to this in their adulthood. You know, you kind of think you have this path. And as you, you go through your masogi. <laughs> and then That's right. you realize um, some of these traits and talents and strengths that you never thought you had. And it takes you on this different path. Well, it becomes part of your new comfort zone. Exactly. And you say, well, now that I've done that, mm-hmm. I've achieved that. Oh, my goodness. Look what I can do now. Exactly. And you're just starting very young with support. I mean, that, that a big part of Masogi, if you remember in my talk, is that you need to surround yourself with support, not naysayers, because it's so easy to get off your path when you're too susceptible to critiques or opinions of others. And they're really just, a lot of people just don't want, they want to hold you back because they themselves haven't gone outside their comfort zone. And so it's really important when you're encouraging youth especially that they are surrounded with support because that's a real uh, influential point in their lives where they could easily go off track and not stay on that that positive momentum absolutely and so how about the two fly foundation Um, anyone that would like to learn more about the two fly foundation or give can visit the two fly fundraiser.com so that's actually t-o-o F-L-Y fundraiser. It's kind of a play on words. You know, we love the word fly. Like, oh, you look so fly today. Like, you look so cool. You look so <laughs> you love know, it. smooth, you know. So twoflyfundraiser.com as well as that's our handle on all of our social media, twofly, T-O-O, fly fundraiser on Instagram and Facebook. And um, on both of those websites, people can find out ways to give and donate. Um, students can find applications. Um, and we're actually going to be putting up our app, our newest application um, within April 2018. So we're excited about that and being able to honor our recipients by the end of the year and just seeing where, where, where it takes them. 
That's so amazing, Bull. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I say that because you're the same age as one of my children. And so I just want to tell you how proud I am of you and the great things you're doing for the youth in America. And for anyone who's interested in being more involved with supporting youth, you can go to either of these organizations that Bola runs, and I'm sure she'll talk to you directly. She's amazing. She's dynamic. She's she's passionate. And that's really a lot about what Masogis are about, following that passion and really just going that extra mile and, and not stopping, really going for it. And you really blow me away with what you've done. So thank you so much for being on the show, Bola. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Jody, And thank you for challenging all of us. I, as I'm growing as well, the word Masogi, I, I'm going to have to just write that on my, my mirror every day and make sure that I'm, I'm following that. And that's yeah. something I'm pursuing. And it'll happen naturally for you. And for all you listeners thinking about your Masogi, here's another inspirational idea from Bola. So thank you all for being here and listening to the Masogi Method. I'm your host, Jody B. Miller, and we'll see you next time. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled earlier, remain a balance due unlimited basic. After 630 20 pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. Ready for some good news? With a cash-out refinance from Quicken Loans, you can quickly and easily put some of the equity in your home to good use by paying off a lot of that high-interest credit card debt. A great way to take cash out is with our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%, APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN to learn how taking cash out with a 30-year fixed mortgage might be the right solution for you. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 0.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.